Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Alcatraz. DJ Alcatraz. Okay, yeah, I was wondering which nickname you're gonna go with, but that was really cool. That was the best reveal ever. That was so cool, and I, I was really excited to see uh, Casey's actual alter ego. I thought that was really cool. Also, yeah, man, like uh, <laughs> this was. You know what? We'll talk about it when we get into it. Go ahead and introduce. All right, our we'll guest. talk about it. But I, but I want to introduce our guest, Jazz. Why don't you introduce our guest? Actually. Okay, sure. Yes. So. Hey everybody. Um, I have the distinct pleasure of introducing our guest, Monique. Um, she and I met recently when I found out she was going to be the executive director of the Texas Democratic Party. And I am on the, essentially, what is the board of directors for it? So yeah, it was a very interesting meeting. I didn't realize she was a super nerd like me. But then the <laughs> moment I found out, we had to bring her on. So Monique, please take it away. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I've been on the job as the executive director of Texas Democratic Party for 10 weeks now, and it's been awesome and amazing. I was in Bear County this morning for their primary kickoff, and it was great to meet everybody. And what I tell folks is that this is very easily one of my favorite jobs. I'm just surrounded by a bunch of folks that just want to do really incredible work and are inspired by everybody around um, around me. And uh, yeah, everybody's just an optimist and it's so great. And I think it go, it lends itself to that sort of Avenger theme. So I, I'm a, I'm a huge MCU nerd. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I found out. <laughs> oh yeah. Like her email is like Texas Avengers or no, no, your uh, donation link. The short code is Texas Avenger for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny because the I think it was like the day that I started, I found out that the deputy executive director is a big DC fan. And so I went to our digital director and I said, hey, do you like the reference code as something Avengers related? And I was like something about like Texas Avengers. And so he he did the reference code. So when you go to my you can't see it's not obvious, but whenever I email people, if you make a donation through my link, whenever I email you, it 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 gets attributed to Texas Avengers, which is signifying that you um, that you have uh, donated to my link. Very cool. Very cool. I <laughs> like this comment. In the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Assemble the money. That's what you need to do. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. And we can't wait to uh, discuss this episode of Loki. And I got to say, this episode was damn good. This episode was damn good. Mm. And I was kind of like the first three episodes. I'm like, where are they going? I don't know what's happening. And I I love this episode. But part of me feels like this could have been a episode three and episode two and get us in like invested so much earlier. I did not need the whole story with Z Zaniac. And I didn't really need the whole story with Docs. But this this was great. I I was really feeling this. The way he had to kind of assemble everybody uh, all together Sounds and familiar. find them. I know it was it was really good. And goddamn Tom Hiddleston, he does such a good job in this role, uh, especially when you just see the first scene where he just like it's only him, and you're like, oh man, what's going on? And he's walking around this like dark TVA room, and he sees somebody in the corner, and he goes hello. And then, like, a few minutes later, he goes back around, and he's the guy he said hello to, which is, like, giving us a little bit of a hint that it's going to be the bootstrap paradox, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, what are your thoughts about the beginning of this episode? How did you feel going into this? Uh, Monique, you want to go first? Oh, my God. The whole – I feel like the whole thing was good. I, I have – 
I don't know. I, I think that MCU does a really good job of like slow rolling all of the series. And I think they did it very similarly mm-hmm. with like WandaVision. Um, but oh, I was glued to this this entire episode. And um, yeah, I think that they just did an incredible job of just interweaving and making sure that you just got obsessed with just, like not being able to, to, to like disconnect from the whole episode. So um yeah, it, it was just, the whole thing was really good. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Jazz, what about you? So, last week, you remember we were talking and you were saying that uh, you weren't feeling this whole season at all and whatnot? And I was like, hey, dude, just wait. It's about to happen. Yeah, It yeah. delivered. Yeah. I know. Um, I feel like it was almost kind of obvious because, like, you know, one of the main characters' name is Mobius. And if you know what a Mobius strip is, like, it's like a rubber band but where one end becomes the inside the more it spins so right yeah like it's the you know or a snake eating its tail like uh ouroboros this thing is so it was kind of obvious to me but i was like you know what let me just let everybody hang on it'll be fine just wait till episode five everything will work out i i mean look i i didn't have doubts i would just like get there sooner and like to this episode to to say I still don't care about Zaniac and Doc. Like, what was the point of their whole storyline? I mean, I could have done without it. If you loved it, fine. I, I, I'll give you that. But I feel like this, the pacing of this season could have been better. But I just really, really love that we finally got here. But now that we got here, we just got one more episode left. <laughs> I'm just like, no, That's it's not true. enough. It's not enough. Um, we got some comments here with Michael. Michael says, um, I think that we need to go on a journey with Loki where he pretended to be motivated by something bigger than his love for his friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get that. Like Loki was like trying to say, Hey, we need to save the TVA. He wants to save the TVA, but really homie was just lonely, man. <laughs> he just wanted to be with his friends. It's the friends we make along the way. <laughs> That's what the TVA is all about. <laughs> Don't you dare. Oh, <laughs> oh man all right so um let's see you know what's really funny loki is time slipping every time he time slip he does this thing with his hair where he's like like this and then there's this one part where he time slips and behind him is the waving inflatable time like guy and he, and he does the wave just like the inflatable tube man which i thought was so funny i was literally cracking up at that scene but tom hiddleston does such a good job at being so animated but serious at the same time every time he does the time slip uh i'm a big fan of that so last we saw this whole thing was blowing up and everything was turning into the spaghetti monster everything is going spaghetti and we see that everybody is gone now what were your what were you guys thinking about what happened did you think everyone died did you knew they were going to be reset into a timeline like what was going on monique you want to go first um yeah i felt like they they did a really good job of setting up that they were going to be reset into timelines and um yeah i I don't know i I, that's what i felt from the beginning Mm, Uh, what about you jazz um, I first got the hint that it would be Loki time slipping when I don't remember which intro it was. It was one of the episodes here where you were flying through the timeline or one of the timelines and it was all green, right? It was mm-hmm. in that moment that I knew that Loki would be the one slipping in and out and that's what's going to save them. <laughs> I like this comment. All inflatable tube men are actually just time slipping the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. It's only one inflatable tube man in the world. And now we just have them in different times. That's yeah. funny. Sense to me. There's, there's one down the street from me on, um, on South Lamar that I think it's <laughs> like a mattress mattress place. <laughs> That's so funny. What's that family guy thing with like crazy waving inflatable tube men? Like, oh like this God, family guy is a clip. That's so funny. That's what it reminds me of. Um, you know what? I'll right. play it at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, find it. Cue it up. All right. So uh, we see the spaghetti monster start like eating up the entire. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know what else is called. <laughs> I just call the spaghetti monster. The spaghetti monster is eating up the the TVA. And right before it destroys the TVA, there is a sign uh, with Miss Menace, and it says "fail safe in progress." So what is this still like fail safe? I don't know. 
Uh, is it the fact that everyone got reset in the timeline? Possible. That's what it could be. Uh, but we go in and we see Casey. Casey is escaping Alcatraz. Now, they call him Frank. Which is a yeah. reference to an actual person who escaped Alcatraz, who people don't know what actually happened to him. Did he drown? Did he get away? And it's it really Frank funny. Frank Morris, yeah. Yeah, Frank Morris. And it's really funny because they did the same thing in season one with uh, the guy who jumps out of the plane and Loki with, you know, DB, which I thought oh, was. DB Cooper. DB Cooper, which I thought was really funny. And they did it again with Frank. Uh, I just loved this this whole thing with Frank. I thought it was really, really cool. And he tells Loki he would. He says something about gut him like a fish, which is yeah. really funny because that's exactly what Loki said to him. Um, what are your thoughts about our boy Frank? <laughs> um, I actually, I got. I don't think I was thrown off by the time or the 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 tie-in, but I really I really enjoyed that it was something that I didn't expect from from him, uh, from from Casey. Like I I didn't think that he was gonna. It, it, he's like a murderer, right? Like the the guy. Yeah. That, the criminal, like he's escaping Alcatraz on this on this boat and they like they it's like three of them right and they were never yeah found. that's true yeah. they um, did it they did a good job they showed the paper mache heads and everything like all the things they actually did to escape they they, they showed it which I thought was pretty cool yeah <laughs> jazz what are your thoughts of, of the Shawshank and Alcatraz <laughs> oh this was just beautifully done like I don't ever expect little Easter eggs like this, but for them to tie it into like actual historical events mm -hmm. and then people will be like, Hey, what's that about? And then everybody starts learning more. I'm like, yes. Yeah. This is the kind of quality I content totally, we need. I, I totally uh, Googled what's it, DB Cooper before, like on the first episode. And I was like, Oh, this is <laughs> like, I, I remember like it, it being mentioned at some point in my life. And then, and then they mentioned it here. And yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool. I, I remember D.B. Cooper because there was a storyline about D.B. Cooper in the show uh, Prison Break. Like one of the guys in prison was actually D.B. Cooper and he had money stashed away. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was the storyline. But yeah, I love when TV shows make these references and you have to go and look it up and like educate yourself. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, look, look at me learning. I didn't learn this in school. So I thought that was really cool. What about um, X Five? Was his was his like a reference to like a real person, like a person? And because I remember they said that there was a there was one character that asked if he was like having an affair with one of the like some famous actress or something. Was he supposed to be somebody else? In, in what Loki? Yeah, yeah this is well. like uh, episode two or something when they were first in that theater scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was either Loki or was Mobius who asked him, like as a news reporter, uh, are you having an affair with whoever? And <laughs> it's funny to bring that up because like now I cannot remember it. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I don't remember it either. Um, but that's still funny. I just love the fact that they, they had Alcatraz. And like we're talking about, you know, looking things up. The first time I learned about Alcatraz was when I watched the movie The Rock. And now whenever I think of Alcatraz, I think of Sean Connery and uh, Nicolas Cage. And my favorite line from that movie is uh what's the name wow what was that line it's like uh losers whine about trying their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen <laughs> and then and then and then nicholas wow. cage replies and nicholas cage replies carla was the prom queen and i was like oh shit i love that line it's so good Okay, that's a great line. <laughs> I was about to say, man, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, because like Nicolas Cage was the nerd, but then he's like, by the way, I did marry the prom queen, which I thought was dope. <laughs> it's just yeah. so awesome. Uh, okay, one cool. of, it's one of my favorite lines from that movie. So yes, Alcatraz, The Rock, love all these references. Um, getting gut like a fish. <laughs> and then uh, Loki appears right in front of a ski do shop not a not a uh not a what you call it uh what are they what are they called I, oh my god i'm brain farting right now jet skis not a jet ski because jet ski is a name brand so they're called a personal a water dude. vehicle and yeah. Then he, yeah his specific one was sea do he was selling sea dudes yeah um it was so nice to see i didn't know jet ski was a brand I remember at the end of, of season one, I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to see Mobius in his original timeline and see how, how he's like riding on this, on the jet ski. I know. And, and here's the thing, right? Mobius is in, uh, I believe, 
uh, New York 2022, which is when the blip happened. So the theory is he's a single dad. Uh, maybe his, <gasps> his wife, wife got blipped. His wife got blipped. Uh, I did not catch that. I did not. Right? Catch that. His wife got blipped, bro. Oh shit. And that's why he's a single dad trying to take care of his kids who's being a brat and running away and not picking up his toys and shit. And, burning, and almost burning down the house or possibly burning down the house. Yeah, playing with <laughs> matches, burning his figures. He's acting out because his mama did. Aww. Right? Poor kid. And then he's like, yeah, well, since my wife's not coming back, you want to buy this ski-doo from, from me? So poor, um, poor Loki. Um... But or we also, Doc or Mobius, whatever his name is, Don, 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 yeah, yeah. Is that his name? I, I keep. It's hard for me to think of him as anybody else other than Mobius. I know. Yeah, exactly. I believe his name was Don or something. Mm -hmm. I love the fact where he tells him his name is Mobius. He goes, "That does sound pretty cool." <laughs> <laughs> What's, my name? What's my name? Oh, that's pretty cool. It's my yeah, space yeah. name. <laughs> I, I space thought name. that. <laughs> What's my space name? Oh man, that's cool. Um. And then the scene where he's in the a store and there's a guy asking about the watercraft, but he really just came for the donut. That was one of the cinematographers on the on the episodes, mm -hmm. which was a little cool cameo. And the two guys who were with Frank escaping Alcatraz were also people who are part of the show. They were directors from uh, previous episodes, which oh, is cool. which is cool. I love that the little cameos that they have. It's really cool. Um, and I love when Loki comes up to him and he goes like, uh, I need your help with the TVA. He goes, you mean ATVs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was great. Uh, what were your whole, uh, what were you, what were your feelings about the, the Loki and Don exchange, Monique? Like, what did you think of them? The Loki and what stage? The Loki Don exchange. The yeah, Mobius exchange. Mobius. <laughs> um... I don't know. I just I feel like I I've been very emotionally invested in their relationship, and this is just a, a another point where I'm like, oh, okay, this is, and and I think at the, by the time you get to the end of the episode, you start thinking to yourself like, okay, this is this is a point where that now they're connected and they're stuck in maybe a time loop at some point or now, and um, no, I just I feel like it's a it's a great moment in time that that really draws together the entire storyline for, for Mobius and 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 Loki. Yeah, no, I, I totally it's agree. I feel like there, interesting there's... you say that. <laughs> no, because like, um, as I'm watching this episode, you know, I felt almost that they did throw away a lot of their buildup, like their connection, mm -hmm. their friendship. Like now they're resetting it and I'm sure in some way it'll eventually come back, right? That's the only thing that makes me think that, okay, this is going to be fine. But if I didn't know that or I didn't even think that, then yeah, I'm with you. Like they threw a lot of good character development out the window just for this one bit. And yeah. that would be very annoying if it's true. Yeah. I do agree with you guys that there there is a little bit of that element, but I also think that uh, their chemistry remains the same. Like whether it's Don or Mobius, they still have mm. that that fun chemistry. Uh, we got some cool comments here. Someone says his wife is gonna be pissed when she returns from the blip and the jet skis are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I would be pissed. <laughs> I, I know, and I like this one too. Who would y'all cast as Mobius's wife? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh. I'm gonna go with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Let's throw her out there. She hasn't been in anything for a while. Let's let's throw out Jennifer Love Hewitt and Owen Wilson. Okay, how old is Owen Wilson? I don't know. I think he's like in his fifties, isn't he? Gotta be in his fifties. He's been around a little while. Um, I think he's a Texan too, isn't he? From Texas? Could be. He and his Could brother, be. Luke Wilson. Um. I don't know what actors. Oh, I have so much to look up right now. <laughs> I think one of them went to the University of Texas, or maybe both of them did. Oh yeah, no. He, uh, Owen Wilson was born in Dallas. This is completely true. See, see. Mm, Monique knows wow. stuff. Yeah. I forget right. why I know that, but um, yeah, I don't know who would have won in that in that role. I don't know. 
Who would you want in the MCU? Who have you seen in the MCU that you want to see in the MCU? Oh, another great question. Oh, I got it. No, no, you know, I saw this this thing on the internet saying that um, MCU is considering casting Taylor Swift for a character. I forget which. <laughs> like, Dazzler. They're, they're, they're oh, considering yeah. her for Dazzler. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time, and I think this was very true for Eternals. Like, I have a hard time when you have like these mega superstars that are cast. You know, they they have like these long careers, and then all of a sudden, like they're in Eternals, and it's like ah, I couldn't I couldn't watch it. It was really hard to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really want to see Taylor Swift as, as Dazzler. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that sort of fits like the mold of like whenever, you know, all of these people, Chris Hemsworth and you know, Tom Hiddleston and, yeah, you know, uh, like they were all cast at some like career. This is like a career making role for them. So we, we were just talking about Hillary Duff the other day. I wouldn't mind seeing Hillary Duff in the mm -hmm. MCU. Oh, she'd be good. Right. Really but back to the the question about who would I cast as Moby's wife, Julia Roberts. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so cute. She's adorable. She could do it. She would yeah. be great. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, we also go to a also, different wait, No, real quick. What? Real quick, real quick. He did it again. Uh, <laughs> Quake. Yes. Uh, so, Taylor Swift is going to come back as Quake. <laughs> is that what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. The Long Range Jokins podcast. This guy, he comes on every episode. And he's like, hey, did you hear that uh, Quake is going to be in the Marvels or something along the lines of Quake being in the MCU again? And so every time he gets a chance, he will throw in a Quake reference. I don't know who this guy is, but we love him for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right. Well, speaking of Quakes, there was quite a lot of commotions happening in New York in 2012, which is where we meet the doctor who is B-15. Mm -hmm. uh, I think her name is Verde uh, in this timeline, and she's a doctor. And I'm like, okay, she sees Loki, so I'm guessing the Battle of New York hasn't happened yet because the Battle of New York happens in 2012. So either like it hasn't happened yet or it's already happened, but she didn't recognize Loki, so I'm assuming it hasn't happened yet. What are your thoughts when we meet the we meet the Doctor for the first time? Uh, either of you, Monique or Jazz, what were your thoughts when we met the Doctor? Where she's giving the cast to the little girl, and she's like, "Don't go climbing trees, but that's not gonna stop you," which I thought <laughs> was pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, I'll go first then. Um, yeah, I felt like this is exactly what B-15 was meant to be. Um, mm -hmm. Given how she, much she cares about all everyone's life, right? Like how, once oh. she found out the truth, she was like, no, we've got to save everybody. We've got to save all the timelines. We've got to save all the branches. That's what a doctor would do, right? Even all mm. the bad that happens in these branches, right? Doctors don't care. They take the Hippocratic Oath. They will save anybody. It doesn't matter. Do no harm, right? Do no right, harm. Yeah, exactly. So I felt like this was just a perfect choice for her. And it's great seeing yeah. a woman of color in like, you know, a high paying STEM profession. Like you love to see it. Oh, yeah. All of them are just incredible in their roles, right? Renslayer is amazing. She's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, God, who else? There were some other ones in like season one that were incredible. Um, uh, Obi, God. I mean, the acting in, in Loki is just so spot on. Um, I felt <laughs> that they did an incredible job with the casting. Oh man! Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I wasn't really thinking about that that analogy between the doctors and like how they they do that, but you know, she, you're you're exactly right. Like she she really does care about life on on the timeline and making sure they don't get branched. It also mm -hmm. makes sense why she was crying when Sylvie gave her back all her memories because she's thinking about all her patients. She's thinking about the life <gasps> she had. Oh no! She, right? All that trauma. All that drama, everything's coming back to her, right? So, like, because of, like, Sylvie giving her her memory back in front of the Walmart or whatever, you know, in the rain, that mm -hmm. scene is so much more impactful now. Yeah. I didn't even think about that from season one. Because, yeah. yeah, that hurricane in the Walmart, that, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Um, but also... Let's go back to uh, the one person we haven't talked about yet, and that's Obi. Obi, so you know, this man had the scam, bro. He would put his own books on the shelf, and then he would buy his books, 
and then later when the bookstore has to like pay loyal royalties they would have to find and look up who this uh, author is and buy more of his books <laughs> what a scam <laughs> what a hustler <laughs> but it was all for his dream he wanted to be a best selling writer <laughs> yo don't knock it don't knock it I don't knock it, and here's why: because that's what authors do nowadays. Like, this is do. actually not fake. This is totally a real thing people do. Like, um, there will be publishers, right, who will put you know their books on Amazon and then buy like ten thousand copies back, mm. and then yeah. it'll look like oh, it's a bestseller, and then they'll just you know put the books everywhere else like normal. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do that. In fact, like a lot of people, not even publishers, but people who self-publish, they'll take out a loan for like $10,000 and buy all their books so that they can say they're a number one seller. And then they'll like sell their books on their websites and they'll sell their books on like Amazon and stuff like that. But they'll actually take out a loan and buy all their books so that they could be a number one seller. Man, I hate it's, that this is a real thing that we all know about it. <laughs> it's, it's hard out here for a, a Zoltron or whatever. <laughs> also, his name is A.D. Douglas, which is a reference to Douglas Adams, who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And we see the yeah. number 42 in a few episodes ago, which I thought was, was pretty funny. So we love that. Um, but yeah, he puts his own book on the shelf. And, you know, uh, then when he goes back into his uh lab or something which is in caltech i believe uh it is shaped oddly enough like his little laboratory in the tva which i thought was pretty cool <laughs> mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts about this real timeline ob what uh how did you feel about him he's by far my favorite character other than loki obviously right? i'm very invested in loki and and his whole character arc and and all the things that he's been through and and how he has evolved over the course of the MCU and and just seeing how he's 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 confronted his trauma he is recognizing himself as a person and is letting himself be emotional and vulnerable right but that obi i think is just um because i feel like he's very self-aware right? like he, yeah. he knows that that these these things are actually possible and so like every he always approaches everything as huh what what did what did he say he said something like when in that scene um that's it, or he always says it so matter of factly like that seems very rational or i'm having hard reconciling that um yeah but, but yeah he's he's so so such a great character I love the fact when he meets Loki and Loki tries to explain, like, this is, you're not going to believe this, but this is what happened. He goes, I believe it. Yes. <laughs> He's just yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I get it. <laughs> and then he tries to explain to, you know, and then him and Loki are talking and they try to come up with a plan. He's like, by the way, if I could find one of my books, I'll give it to you. And they're like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really funny. What do you um, think about science fiction or science is about the, who and the when and what is it what does he say i thought that was pretty profound and i feel like i want to attach myself to that because i feel like it it means something more profound throughout the series yeah uh, science is what and how and fiction is why and mm -hmm. fiction is why mm -hmm. and then at the very end loki is like it's not about any of them it's about who which i thought it was pretty mm -hmm. cool uh, a lot of time travel okay, yeah. doctor who vibes in here <laughs> if you're a doctor <laughs> who fan Another cliche love trope. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So he tells everybody that, hey, uh, the way to fix this and, you know, m is to find all the people with this temporal aura. So Loki has to go on a mission and find all of these people again, right? Um, and then he's like, I would have to create a tempad. And you seem like you have the power of a tempad. So why don't you go ahead and, tr you know, try to figure this out. And like Loki is doing all these maneuvers and all these <laughs> like things, trying to figure out how to control his power. And he can't. And then Obi's like, well, I just don't have the knowledge to do it. And then um, Loki he has, the book. He has, the book. has the book. He <laughs> has the book. And someone just said it right here. <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again. The TVA manual yep. is the MVP of the show. Yes, Parmesan man, <laughs> we, we agree. Uh, love that scene and basically uh more uh loki goes and finds mobius talks to him and then while that's happening 
He's already invented a temp pad already. And he goes, you did it already? And it actually took him a couple of months, but we don't get to see that. Took him 19 months. months. No, 17 months, although it was 18 months because he had yeah. to take a month off because his wife left him. I think that's how Oh, was. is that what it was? Damn, his wife left him to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Man yeah. Made, you know, the sacrifices he made. Oh. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to add to the thing about fixing it. One of the things that I loved whenever they were talking about like how to fix it was how um obi was talking to him to loki about how like to control it and he says essentially like you need to find your why and i and i always like think about like the political references right because i'm always i'm constantly telling people you know if you're going to run for office then you need to figure out your why and i think that this is it was such a great moment like whenever he told him told him that because it's like I think that it's so important for everybody whenever they're trying to find their purpose in the world. It's like, why do you exist in 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 life and like what are you supposed mm. to be doing with your life? So, oh, so good. Very <laughs> so true. Good. Very true. And yeah, I love this comment right here. Go ahead. <laughs> Head cannon. His wife was some sh- oh. <laughs> of everything all at once. <laughs> that, that was so funny. But wait, it, 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 that can't be. Isn't she Shang Chi's mom? <laughs> all right, all right, fine. All right, all right. We're in like fifty timelines here. It's fine. And she, she oh, aunt. Yeah. She was Shang Chi's aunt. Yes, Shang Chi's aunt. You're right. Right, right, right. Oh man. But yes, love that. We also we... Rusty. Apparently, <laughs> y'all know each other. Yeah, we're in Truman together. What a small world. Yeah. Wow, interesting. That's fun. I think we're on the signal chat too together. And, oh, it's true nerds. <laughs> true nerds. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have we have lots of great <laughs> conversations there. Or I get to watch everybody in their theories too. So that's funny. That's funny. All right, cool. So Mobius tries Mobius and Loki now. They're together. He explains to everything to Mobius. Mobius is like, "All right, I'm in." And then, you know, he kind of like tells him, hey, your kids are in danger too. We got to we gotta fix this thing. He's like, all right, let's get the band back together. By the way, I had a dope name, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's do that. Um, all right. So he gets him. Then they go and they get Casey. Casey's like a bank robber. He's trying to steal the 10 pad to, <laughs> to break into banks. And I love the fact that Loki's like, you can steal the banks afterwards. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Loki does not care. He's a villain. He's like, I'm not going to stop you. You can do it. We don't care. We just got to save the world first. And you I also see- love that. He's not yeah. a hero. Like, I'm glad they did that. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then also he's like pickpocketing like these little like trinkets from uh, Obi's uh office which is really interesting because in the season one he is actually stealing like infinity stones and stuff and putting them in his desk and he's just like having these little trinkets and stuff mm-hmm. he's, so he's a little bit of a kleptomaniac which is probably what got him into jail uh but we also know that frank morris actually had a 133 iq and he was really really smart so that would explain how he can understand the tva guidebook and understand everything that's happening because he, he is, is supposed to be smart if he is this person who escaped from Alcatraz, which I thought was really cool. Do you think he's going to, like, make something? Because, yes. you know, like, Rocket makes stuff, right? Like, he steals stuff and yes. then he makes something. So I feel like that's the build up, right? He's, like, stealing things to probably make something. To totally. Save something. <laughs> that would be really cool. You know who else did that? Uh, Spider Punk. He in uh, the sp- across the Spider Verse. He's always stealing some stuff, and he made the little wristwatch for uh, Spider Gwen at the very end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Rocket does that. He does that. So yeah, it's very, very. I believe cool. that totally. Like, there's no reason for them to be. Hey, I'm gonna distinctly show this one scene of you grabbing something, right? Like yeah. it was so obvious. It wasn't like you know he just did it in the background. If he did do it in the yeah. background, I would be like, eh, maybe. But no, this is a little too intentional. So I definitely think he's building something. Yeah. I, I love the fact that like they couldn't find the temp pad and he's like, I would if I had it. And he had no idea where the temp pad was. Um, but yes, I, I like me some Frank, AKA Casey, AKA Mr. I'll get you like a fish. Uh, big fan. <laughs> um, now we go to the McDonald's and now he's like, okay, Sylvie, you're not going to believe this. And you go like, I know who you are, Loki. <laughs> I was there when the loom exploded. And he's like, wait, what? This is not how I was expecting this to happen. And then she just takes him for a drink because he starts 
time spasming and she tells them hey maybe these people are better off tell me why you really want to do this and he's telling you like we have to see the TVA we have to do this and then at the very end she gets it out of him and he's he's just lonely and he just wants to he just wants his friends and like look at Loki finally finding like he belongs someplace uh all he you know even genocidal maniacs can have a little bit yeah. of like, <laughs> <sympathy>. <laughs> he, he went through trauma and I think they even talked about it uh, right like in that scene where he was like um where he was like flippantly talk about talking about how he was angry at Odin and he was angry yes. at Thor, and that so he went down to earth and he subjugated an entire society and but yeah, yeah so Loki Loki is now coming to terms with all of his trauma and he's handling it in a more productive healthy way <laughs> absolutely and i love the way that you brought up that like he tried to subjugate a bunch of people because now he's making a point how important choice is for people he's like don't they deserve a choice mobius rather have been in the tva than in this timeline he should have that choice so he went from subjugating people and taking away their choice to mm -hmm. going hey taking away people's choice is wrong huge character development growth like I, I more than from all of the avengers all the way up to ragnarok we yeah. see in this like two seasons uh i thought that was great this is some of the best character development of any yeah. character um to the point where i'm like to the point where i would see tom hiddleston can carry the MCU at this point like yeah. you know we saw RDJ carry it I think the only person that can carry it now is is Loki yeah it is that, that okay. comment it's it's yeah. heartbreaking you know because mm -hmm. you, you always see him throughout the MCU struggling with like these very big moral issues right or and and, and you, you just really want him to just do better and be better and and finally we're like seeing him be vulnerable and attach himself to people and and um yeah it's it's just it's just lovely it's so yeah. lovely i, and I this like was this the quote that yeah. uh mtf in the comments that monique was referring to it's like you know there were there belong but without my friends where do i belong I like, oh, oh poor Loki. i don't want to be alone oh man I just want him to have his friends. <laughs> he wants his friends back. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, and he also says, like, who am I without them? Something, some iteration. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. right. And, and the thing is, like, he went from who am I without my friends to I am a god, you peasants, right? <laughs> like, he, he, he tells that to the Hulk. He goes, you insufferous creature, I am a god, to being who am I without my friends. Like, huge character development. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. We, 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 we love us some, some Loki. <laughs> Loki's great. He's definitely, yeah, like I said, he's definitely my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very good. Uh, we got some more comments here. I wonder if we'll see Thor in the last episode. Loki's executive producer wants a Thor reunion, and mm -hmm. the Thor socials have been quite active lately. I don't want that just because, like, I feel like I don't want it to take away from Loki. I would love it if they meet up in, like, Secret Wars or, like, back when, you know, Kang is causing some serious trouble. But I want Loki to be you know finish this off himself a little bit mm -hmm. i don't need the assistance but like this is the episode that really got me invested in the other timelines because mm -hmm. after him and Sylvia have this conversation he comes back and he goes guys it's over just go back to your timelines go back to your lives like there's no point to this uh and then maybe we'll we, see like thor as a frog or something or so some variant of thor <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't mind a variant it's like, of thor. It's like a little cameo right because we saw the thanos helicopter they, they throw in like the little things and maybe mm -hmm. maybe we'll see that yeah yeah no i totally agree um but we see philly go into this record store and she pops in some some music and they show some amazing cinematography yeah. uh, in this yeah, scene that's not of, yeah, of, of, uh, Sylvie from like looking from the above. So, so that shot was actually taken from Miss Marvel. So there is a Miss Marvel shot where she does that, and they show us behind the scenes, and they kind of just like reinvented that shot, which I thought was really really cool. Uh, but what I love is like the spaghetti monster comes back and starts grabbing everybody, and you see this guy, the store owner, runs for Sylvie, 
uh, and turns into the spaghetti monster before. And Sylvie gets her time pad and goes there and goes, hey, guys, we got to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. The team's back together. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine and dandy. Yeah, I did. Um, and then all of a sudden the spaghetti monster is back there and all the people start dying. And I'm just like, no, what's going on here? I At this point, I didn't know what's going on. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, they got me. Like Usually you can see something coming. I didn't see this coming. And it right. was all over the place. Uh, what were your thoughts while this was happening, Monique? I was I was actually wondering whether it was a tie-in to um, to something from because the what is it is it Brock what, what is the name of the town that she's in like that's a reference to to the actual comics isn't it um, Broxton or, yeah Broxton Oklahoma uh, yeah. I don't know I I, just, I I guess I should have looked it up on the internet or something just gone down the rabbit hole of theories but um, I thought that maybe that was going to start some sort of tie-in but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I was sad. <laughs> yeah, like you see all these other timelines being attacked by the spaghetti monster, mm -hmm. and this is the first time I actually feel bad for the other timelines. Like we see branches die on the screen all the time, mm -hmm. and we didn't care. Like we're not like invested. No, but it. now that we see like Mobius, Don had a life. Uh, the doctor, you know, she had a life, right? And then, like, you know, uh, a a D Douglas has a wife who's left him. Uh, you know, they, they all had these lives there, right? And now when the worlds were being destroyed and the timelines were being spaghettified, you actually feel bad for these people and these worlds. And it's the first time, like, I actually feel like something's at stake. And this is what I feel like the MCU has been missing for the entire phase four and phase five. The mm -hmm. the stakes weren't there. And now I'm feeling like they finally are. And now I'm like, whoa, this this is a big deal. We need to save all these timelines from the incursions and the spaghetti monster and all this stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you guys, but this episode didn't just get me excited for the season. It got me excited for the MCU in general again, because mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't been th this excited for the MCU in a long time. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts? Wasn't that wasn't there a reason for that though? Like, what weren't I read something about like they were not using showrunners or whatever? Is, do y'all have did y'all see that or read that article? I think I think I saw that on the internet, but I didn't actually read the article. Like for several of the, I think it was like for Secret Invasion. I think it was in what is it? I could not I've not been able to get into that one. Um, but they had said something about how they did not use showrunners for like Secret Invasion and some of the other ones that were not so great. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it would make sense because Secret Vision is terrible. <laughs> so if you if you did not watch it, don't worry about it. It was probably the oh worst God. reviewed. It was so what? hard. It was like, what? What is happening here? Colson? It, okay, whatever. He's <laughs> yeah. It it was pretty terrible. Uh, there was there was there's nothing good I can say about it. Um, but it, there is this thing where they're just like didn't feel super connected and loki is the first show that i feel like is is making us feel like whoa this is connected something's happening here mm -hmm. we're excited and now we're like you know we're gonna see kang in the next episode i believe or mm -hmm. victor timely or or whoever he who remains whoever he's going to be somehow um, everybody always keeps bringing up like mephisto somehow like he's gonna somehow, <laughs> somehow end up in the in in one of these episodes uh, i know that I, so mephisto has been announced for the show ironheart which mm -hmm. isn't super popular but the fact that mephisto was supposed to be this like badass villain and now he's gonna show up in a show called ironheart i i, I don't think he's going to be as as strong mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong though i would love to be wrong like ironheart i think is going to be a good show I, i'm pretty mm -hmm. excited for it but i would see ironheart with a low stake villain and i would hate for mephisto to be a low stake villain i, I mm -hmm. he should be up there with like I don't know, like Kang and to be fighting Riri Williams uh, feels like it, it makes me worried that they're not going to give him his full like power, yeah. uh, but we'll see. We don't do know. That, right? Like they did that with Thanos. I feel like they did that with uh, Cable. Um, where they just like, introduce, right. Um, yeah. Not a lot of, not a lot of thought around it. Who, who, I guess like similar to the, um, 
Mobius question or like who who you'd want to be his wife? Who who should play Mephisto? <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Ooh, that's tough. Who would we play Mephisto? Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Memes. <laughs> <laughs> he would make such a great Mephisto. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I have no thoughts. I have no thoughts. <laughs> All right, I'll one up you in stupidity there. Sasha Baron Cohen. Ah, <laughs> Borat. <laughs> Is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, let's go to the comments. Um, yes, until the WGA strike, yes. Marvel Studios didn't use showrunners. That's true. Um, the mighty throg re- referencing yeah, the Thor as a frog. Yeah, Thor frog. Uh, MTF does agree. He just wants to see Loki link up back with Thor until Secret Wars. And uh, oh, okay, we have confirmed. Uh, Hood is going to be the main villain. The rumor is Sasha Baron Cohen. What? No, is it? I need to Google. Let me see this. I thought that was a troll post. I didn't think that was real. That's so funny. Did you just wish it into existence, Jazz? I, I should have said something else. I should have just said I'm going to be a billionaire today. Like of all the things I could have said, it That's totally comes so up in Google searches. Oh, how funny! Oh my god, that's hilarious! I uh, remember that rumor being like three months ago. I didn't think they were serious. Like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. We'll I think he's see. great. I think he's got range. He could probably do it. I think he's got range too. What he's been? Uh, I mean, he, it's not like he's going to be Ali G in <laughs> in the show. <laughs> like mine. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be cool. Uh, I, I, I think he could do it. I think he could do it. We'll, We'll see. And here's the last comment I'm going to read out. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> possibilities. Spaghetti monster. <laughs> oh, man. I love the that... comments. Thank you all for joining us in the comments. Um, more, all of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whoever, please join us on the live streams. This is always a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. I, we were a little late today. Usually we're at 1030, but I was in D.C. today at the rally, so it took me a little bit longer to get here. But usually 1030 on sundays saturdays and fridays this week even though our intro says different uh for some reason they changed loki to thursdays they used to be on tuesdays so yeah we'll fix it one day (laughs) we'll fix it we'll fix it i mean like by the time you fix it they're gonna go back to the other (laughs) timeline so also true (laughs) whatever um all right but listen i'm invested in the MCU again, which is ironic because they just came out an article saying the MCU is in shambles, saying like it's terrible and they don't know what they're doing and they're going to get rid of Kang and all of this stuff. But like, I, I don't think the MCU is in as much trouble as people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, How are I they think... supposed to do that? How are they supposed to get rid of Kang? I think, I don't know. How do... I don't know, unless like Loki becomes the new Kang, because <laughs> he does have these powers theory. now. See that, yeah. And actually, when I when I was reading that theory, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Makes yeah, sense. L- Loki can time hop, and in not yeah. only into different, what you might call it, like time, uh, in different times, but also in different timelines, right? So different in universes, different spaces, yeah. Right, he he can do it all. He is as powerful as Kang which is wild i don't know i don't know like he's the only one that i feel like could destroy kang at this moment until we see what the fantastic four comes with and everyone else um i don't know i'm excited um ob could also be a kang who knows because ob and kang are basically two peas in a pod because one wrote the tva the other inspired the tva but he was inspired by the person who wrote the TVA. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> going in circles. So, so what's gonna I, happen to, to Sylvie? I mean, is she gonna rule the TVA with with Loki, or what do y'all think? I'm not gonna lie, and people may hate me for this, but like I don't feel like Sylvie is bringing a lot to this season. Where I felt like she, she brought a lot to the first season. Like for the yeah. first season, she was the most captivating character, and you didn't know what she was gonna do, and you were following her stories, and you couldn't. You, way to understand what her uh you know like background and story was and what her nexus event was and all that stuff in mm-hmm. this one she's kind of just there 
<laughs> to to help Loki's character development and not do much else. Like, <laughs> what about her character development? She she hasn't been growing. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe it's on purpose though, because she's not very self aware, right? She's very selfish. She's um. Or she's proven herself to be very selfish. She just wants to live in her own little world and like without any care of, of anything else. And I don't know, maybe it feels like it's on purpose. It could be. It could be on purpose. Um, I feel like if there was supposed to be a season three, it would be focused on Sylvie. And this is just a season to help tie in other parts of the MCU timeline. So I feel like this is like one of those, it had to get done now, not later. And then we can really see the development of Sylvie later on. But then we also know that there is a finality in some way for season two and Loki in general. So I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode, but it'd be cool if they had a third season or a, or a Sylvie specific show later on, which, you know, they can do and they've done that in the past. Yeah, I saw that there, there was there was somebody online like saying that she would become Enchantress. Yeah, I mean, she technically already is Enchantress. She's kind of like a combination of like Enchantress and another character. The, uh, but yeah, I, I I get what you mean. She she could become like full Enchantress and go into mm-hmm. full full mode. Uh, that would would be cool. But I feel the color like scheme would match up. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the two Loki shows are probably the most like marvel content that's pushing the story forward i Mm. I, the other one is quantum mania but quantum mania people did not love quantum mania i think people were a little let down by kang you know he was supposed to be the the thanos and he got defeated in you know by ants (laughs) like and people (laughs) and the people were a little sour about that but like obviously he wasn't defeated obviously he's going to come back and we know it and even uh you know Paul Rudd at the end, he's like, did I defeat Thanos? I don't know. Ah, we'll worry about it later. Here's some cake, <laughs> right? So he, I, I do feel like uh, Kang is a great villain, and, and he's probably going to be someone Marvel's going to keep. I think the rumors that they're trying to figure out how to get rid of Kang may not be true, especially after people's reactions from this season of Loki. Because if we get an amazing version of Kang or He Who Remains or Victor Timely in the next episode, it might get people hyped again. Uh, so I'm pretty but excited. Yeah, you know Victor, how that is a problem. Oh, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, Victor Timely, I thought he was incredible in that piece. I mean, it, yeah. it was like a completely different person, right? Just and I. The other thing that I really liked about Victor Timely is that very similar to Loki. Like you just, I I, I felt like I was on edge thinking. Is he going to turn back into a villain, right? When he was playing Victor Timely, because it um, yeah. said, you know, something about like I can make my own choices or something. And does that mean that you know that you're going to be bad and that you're going to start making bad decisions? Um, um, I don't know how they kept me on my toes with him, but it, they, I thought that that was great. Yeah, yeah. And like, if they have to, I, I, I think they should keep Kang and just recast if they. If, yeah, if that pull up Terrence Howard. Issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, they, they did it with Terrence Howard. Although it was like they, they just did that one movie, right? With uh, they just did Iron Man with Terrence Howard, and then they replaced him. Like this is yeah, several things in now. But I mean, also the Hulk, right? They they replaced the Hulk with Edward Norton. Yeah, fair enough. They could they could do it. It, it doesn't matter. Marvel uh, going back to the roots, replacing actors. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. I, 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 it's it's really unfortunate, you know, that they're in that situation. But man, I I will I will say he's I feel like he he did an incredible job uh, with Kang. Yeah, yeah. No, he he did he did. So I don't know. We'll see. And there's some other Marvel news that uh, we, there's something to get excited about. The Echo trailer came out. I don't know if you have seen that, but that looks so good. It does look like it looks like a gritty version of Daredevil, and it's just scenes of the Kingpin and uh, Echo and her origins. Um, it looks super cool. It looks super there cool. There was a and- lot of blood. There was a lot of blood. I was just thinking that. I, I, of all of the series, I could not get, even though it was great, I could not get through all of the seasons or all of this, um, the episodes of Daredevil because it was so bloody. It is, it is very bloody. It is very violent and it's 
incredible. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the Daredevil. I I really, really like it, and I love Yo. Kingpin too, where he's like, "When I was a young boy," like I love his story <laughs> when he does that. <laughs> Did y'all see that little half second clip of Daredevil in the Echo trailer? No, he was in there for like a split second, and I love the Daredevil it. cameos. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god. I got to go back and rewatch. I did not see that. Oh, yeah. that That's really cool. All right. And oh, also, they did in Spider-Man was brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. That was great. I'm just a really good lawyer. <laughs> uh, love that line. And also, the Marvels is coming out next week. And I got an early screening, so I get to watch it on Tuesday. So I will be hopefully... Uh, be able to kind of fill you guys in on how I, how I feel about that movie. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I canceled my trip. I was supposed to be up there with you in uh, New York to see it. but I know, but there's no previews and stuff like that. The screener I got isn't a red carpet screener. It's just a regular screener. So unfortunately, not a, not worth coming up here for. Yeah, boo. I know, and it's because of the strike. I think like the issue is like they didn't want to have actors there and you know do the red carpet and all that stuff because you know there's no actors there. They can't they can't be there, so that sucks. That's terrible. Pay your but people, studios. Pay I them. Know. I know. I know. Ugh. Who knows, man? The strike could end this week, though. We don't know. Mon- come Monday, the strike's over, and uh, they can start ramping up promotions for the marvels again it doesn't look like it's going to do super well but Mm -hmm. it is going to the the promos and the commercials that have uh started going out has improved it they said they was only going to make 40 millions now they're saying it's only going to make 80 million uh which is not a lot but it's still better Mm -hmm. um i check my theaters and they're still pretty half empty which is which is not a good look but hopefully the movie is really good. It gets good word of mouth. Um, it looks a lot of fun. The trailers look amazing. I really, really like it. But that movie's going to have haters regardless because people just don't yeah. want to see I a movie with a female I had a hard time attaching myself to to, um, to Carol Dan, Dan, Danvers. Yeah. I, I yeah. Remember. yeah. I, was- I think, like, they, they shoehorn her character in between – Avengers Infinity Wars and Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. and it was kind of rushed and they didn't really f- do, do a, a full out of her character because they wanted her to show up in Endgame and you know mm-hmm. beat up a bunch of people and crap but I don't know yeah but, I mean that was a great scene whenever she yeah it's, oh, it, absolutely. <laughs> love that scene but I think uh our girl Kamala Khan is, is going to steal this movie. Uh, <laughs> I think she's going to be great. And also uh, Photon, I, I, I think her uh, relationship with Carol is going to be a central point of this. I don't know. It looks like a fun movie. It looks like a good movie. Uh, it will have haters, but we won't be one of them. Uh, Photon bring was you- another one they didn't do a good job of developing during WandaVision, right? Like I thought that her, her storyline there was a little forced. I mean, I mean, there's like some stuff that, it made sense, I guess, for the series, but it I felt like she could have not been in it. I don't know. Mm, I mean, she was the the main person who got Wanda to stop, right? And she also they had to explain where she gets her powers from mm-hmm. if they were gonna so it was more like an origin story for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see it not being like connected to Wanda as much as it is setting up a brand new character for another show uh mm-hmm. i feel like they do do that every now and then but i don't know we'll see we'll see uh, i'm excited for the marvels i'm excited for echo and i'm excited for the ending of loki well what about you guys i'm sad for the ending of loki <laughs> i get that go on forever it's so good everything yeah. the writing the visuals it just it's it's great i love the music natalie holt just mm-hmm. like damn she is on her she's on her shit it's so good yeah and even like the second i think it was the second episode of the first season where um where it's like they, we still haven't seen sylvie but they play what is it that 80s song um i need a hero mm-hmm. yeah yeah hey, i was like this is this is a great scene i love this scene i love that scene too also you know what i just realized 
uh, we got to see OB in his original timeline and the way all the computers look and way the, his like uh, office look, he modeled the entire TVA off of that. Like all the computers look like they're from his era, all of the, uh, the signs and stuff like that. Like he basically built the TVA. Mm-hmm. They're all based on him and his time. He's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Kiwi Kwan was just fantastic. And yeah. uh, it makes sense though, man. Like if you don't know like, oh, different operating systems and different timelines, go with what you know. So I respect it. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. All right, cool. Uh, any last thoughts before we, we sign off? Anything we didn't go over? Ooh, there was one comment I want to go back to. Let me see if I can find it. Also, I noticed that when Philby and Loki got into the car, the Z- Zaniac was playing on, on the Audible. Yeah. Uh, our favorite person in the comments, Parmesan Man, is asking, <laughs> I wonder what Sylvie's version of Thor looks like. Oh, my God. A blonde female Thor? Who would that look like? I feel like we already have one. <laughs> Jane Foster, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Jane Foster's not blonde. She's a brunette. Yeah, but like you just can't make her. Oh, that's true. She is a she is a female Thor. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I... just you know, problem solved. Oh, that is true. Sylvie and Jane. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yo, they'd have some fun chemistry too. They would have some fun chemistry. Yeah. Mm. If, if Jane wasn't dead. Of course. Is she not <laughs> really dead? I think that that's what we figured out so far on the MCU. Yeah, that's true. Dead. No one's really dead, especially with timelines and stuff like that, for sure. I can see that. Uh, maybe a little expensive to get Natalie Portman to come back for a cameo, but you never know. If anyone can do what Marvel can. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. This was uh, a, a fun podcast. Uh, we love talking about this episode of Loki. Um, I have to eat my words a little bit because I think this season has completely turned around. I still hold my opinion that the whole docs and zaniac thing was a waste but everything else i'm <laughs> digging it i'm loving it uh i can't wait to see next episode i don't have any predictions but i don't know do you guys have any predictions i have nothing i, I have nothing and i don't want nothing i want to go into it like you know head empty <laughs> no thoughts <laughs> that's what i want to do i think I, I think it makes sense that Loki is going to take over. Yeah. The TVA? He's going to be the new TVA? He's going to be the new king. It uh, makes too much be. sense. Mm-hmm. I know. Be. It makes too much sense. And I kind of want it to happen, even though it'd be nice to have a surprise. But I just yeah. I want it for him, right? He's <laughs> you want to give him the purpose so he's happy forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I get a that. glorious purpose. And mm-hmm. this is his glorious purpose. And because I think that he would not be like a nefarious ruler, right? He's going to be like a great person that's going to do good things and save lives. And I don't know. Really? Are we thinking about the same look? <laughs> He's hey, changed. He's totally different. <laughs> he cares True. about people now. He does care about people now. He does. But I don't know. Absolute power does corrupt absolutely. So would he go back to being bad Loki if he got all that power? I don't think so, because he's emotionally attached to people now. Mm, he's already right. a god. If he wanted to be corrupted mm-hmm. or do bad things, he could do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. That is especially true. with the TVA going away, nothing's holding him back. Because he was, you know, technically he was a prisoner for a while. Mm-hmm. Now he's not even a prisoner. Like he could really go back to being bad if he really wanted to, and he hasn't. Mm-hmm. That is true. He he even has magic in the TVA. Mm-hmm. That is true. He's, there we are. True. Yeah. He's very close to his glorious purpose. Very exciting. Oh, Love man. that for Loki. Love it. But the thing is, he's eventually going to have to die. And I feel like I'm going to be really sad that he's died so many times. But if he has to die one more time, I'm going to be so I'm going to see him. I'll cry. I'm definitely going to cry. I mean, does. Tom Hiddleston's got to retire from the from the character at one point. Like RDJ has, uh, what you want to call it? Uh, Chris Evans has, Scarlett Johansson has, like it's only inevitable that that Tom Hiddleston was gonna is gonna retire this character, mm-hmm. so he may have to die for real eventually. I mean, Black <laughs> Widow could technically come back, right? Because we saw that with 
um, what's her, what's her face? The one, why is her, oh, my brain. Um, I see her face. I know who exactly you're talking about, her younger sister. And that yeah, one the green, the oh, yeah. Florence Pugh. No, no, the one in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the green one, because she was killed by Thanos. And then Gamora. she came back. Yeah, Gamora. Oh, Gamora, Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, so technically Scarlett Johansson or Black Widow could come back. They could be in the Soul Stone. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah maybe, maybe. We'll see, we'll see. All right, guys, that's, that's all the theories we have. Monique, thank you so much for joining us. I don't know if you want to, but would you like people to find you? Uh, sure, yeah, I mean... I'm the executive director of the Texas Democratic Party, so yeah, I'm around. All right. Awesome. Uh, where can they find you? Like TikTok, uh, Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Twitter mostly. Um, uh, what is my handle? It's M-A, my middle initial, and then my last name, A-L-C-A-L-A. -A All right. Very cool. So go check out Monique. And uh, until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. Bye.